0: Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. All right. Okay, families. We've all got them, right? We're born into them or we're adopted into them, and we got families, and they're different. They're different because of maybe where we lived. Maybe we grew up in the country or the city or a town. Maybe, maybe we just stayed in one place the whole time, or maybe we moved around a lot. Maybe we had all brothers or all sisters, or maybe we had a mix, or maybe we were the only kid. We were different, right? And families are different for other reasons, too. How did your family handle conflict? How did your family show affection? Were your family really good communicators? There's a lot of different things that make our families different. And all of those experiences, whether we like it or not, we carry with us. Whenever you asked a question, Whenever you asked a question, did someone just say, Oh, that's ridiculous. Why would you ask that? Or did they get angry? Hmm. Dad or mom comes home from work and they go to the fridge and they get a glass of something and you learn, you learn that you need something in order to be able to relax. Two members of your family disagree, maybe it's mom and dad, maybe it's a parent and a sibling, or maybe it's to your siblings and there's yelling and there's shouting and doors slam and there's no talking. Or maybe there's a little bit of uh, anger and then there's silence and nobody talks and nobody's going to talk until somebody caves when someone made a mistake what happened did they own up to it or or did they lie or try to cover it up maybe that was you Maybe your family worked hard all week. Kids at school, adults at jobs, and then when you got home it was more work. More chores had to be done, more things had to be done, and there was no room for fun until Friday and then then the adults well they went out Friday night and and then Saturday morning you had to be really quiet because everybody was was nursing that hangover. And you learned you learned that that having fun was, was just for adults. And so you had, to, you had to hide that or just do that at school. Or, or maybe when you grew up, you, you could have fun, and that meant alcohol. Or maybe nobody did any work in your house, and it was just a whole lot of fun. It was fun all the time, fun, 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 fun. And that was great, except... Well, never knew when supper was going to be. Didn't, didn't know if there was going to be supper. And laundry, well, maybe that'd get done. And I'm not really sure if I'm going to have everything that I needed for school. Left you feeling strained. Maybe there was a good balance of, of fun and and work, but nobody ever said, I love you. And when you needed that hug, like really needed that hug, nobody would give you one. Hmm. Or maybe there was too much, too much love. Maybe there was lots of hugs and and there were tickles, and those tickles led to, well, other things, and it left you feeling dirty and ashamed. Maybe your parents divorced, or maybe a parent died, and and then they got remarried, and then they had kids, and you you weren't theirs. And all well, those new siblings, they made sure you knew about that. Or maybe, maybe it was that in order to feel loved, you had to do something. You had to, you had to do really good at school or do something at home or be really good at sports. And so you learned that you're worth and in order to be loved, you had to do something. (sighs) Yeah, sit down. We all have stories like this, don't we? Maybe exactly like what I said, maybe not. But we all have our stories. And some of the things that we carry in our backpacks just aren't things that happened in our family, but they happened in our families before us. They've happened for generations. And it just gets heavy. And sometimes we think, well, that's just our family. Well, it's not. It's in the Bible. It's from the very beginning of time. We look at Genesis Adam and Eve are created and they're in the garden and God tells them one thing, right? Don't eat from the tree. And they do. And so in Genesis 3, God comes to Adam and he says, have you eaten from the tree? And what does Adam do? It's her fault! It's her fault! Then what happens? God goes to Eve What's this thing that you've done? What does Eve do? She copies Adam. She says, It's not my fault, it's that snake! It's getting passed on, right? Adam and Eve have kids, Cain and Abel. And Cain gets intensely jealous of Abel and he kills him. And God comes to him in Genesis 4. And says, where's your brother? And he says, I don't know. Why is it when we get caught in something we get incredibly stupid? (laughs) Like, come on. God knew both of those situations. God knew exactly what was going on. But that's what we do. And we see we've got this this deception coming down the line, right? It doesn't stop there. Abraham. Abraham. Genesis 12, he's, he's laying low in Egypt because he's avoiding a famine. There's no food in his land, so he's there. And he says to Pharaoh, this isn't my wife, it's my sister. Well, that sounds weird to us, but in that time frame, he was scared. He was scared of Pharaoh, and that was just, just something he thought was going to keep him safe. But it's a lie, right? And I, Abraham likes this lie does it again. The exact same lie. He tells it again in Genesis 20. This time he's in a place called Gerar. So Abraham has a kid. His name is Isaac. Guess what? He tells the same lie as his dad. Exactly the same lie. In the same place. In the same place. And we see that in Genesis 26. Isaac gets married and he has kids Jacob and Esau and what happens there <sighs> Jacob he isn't happy that he isn't going to get the special blessing so he deceives his dad lies right deceives his dad to get the blessing and it doesn't stop there Jacob has kids whole bunch of boys whole bunch of boys and he has two favorites and a bunch of the brothers take one of them joseph sells him into saver- slavery and then comes back to dad and says he's and says he's dead he died see how it goes it's just going down and down and down and down the line keeps going but we don't just pass on bad stuff to our families we do pass on good stuff And we see that in Abraham as well. He was a man of faith, and when it came to making some pretty hard choices in his life, he made the right ones. So while he was a liar, and he's passing that on, he did pass on faith as well. And we see this in the New Testament as well. In Timothy, 1 Timothy 1 verse 5 says, I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. So we see that good things, faith especially, and we saw it right here on this platform today, didn't we? We saw Jan and Corey say, we're going to teach these kids about God. Good things can also get passed down. But what do we do about this stuff? This heavy stuff, what do we do about that? They can weigh us down, can't they? And it can hurt. It's getting a little heavy here, folks. (laughs) Right? It can hurt. But family baggage can only hurt us if we keep carrying it. So are you tired? Are you tired of carrying this stuff around? Jesus says... don't have to carry it you see there are three things that we can do to stop carrying this let's go back to Hebrews Hebrews 12 Jen read verse 1 we're going to keep going we're going to read down to verse 3 who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart." So how do we cast it off? How do we get rid of it? The first thing we have to do is we have to come out of denial. We have to say, it happened. That's not easy. I get it. But we can't just keep shoving it in the corner and hoping it's going to disappear. It's not. Proverbs twenty eight thirteen says to us, he who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. We can't hide from what happened. We can't. And we can't hide from the impact that it's had on us. But when we come out of denial and admit it, and then move to the next step, which is confessing and engaging forgiveness, we can move on a bit, right? And that's what Evan talked about two weeks ago. Remember that? What did he say? He pointed us to scripture that said that the first step to freedom is being forgiven. We have to go to God and say, there it is. There's the muck. We have to take responsibility for what we've done. We've also got to take responsibility for what our family has done. That one sounds a little weird, doesn't it? But I didn't do it. It wasn't me. But we see three times in the Old Testament, it's biblical that we do this. In Daniel, in Jeremiah, and in Nehemiah. In Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah, we see a man who comes from Babylon back to Israel, back to rebuild the wall and to start again with his people. But Nehemiah gets it. It's not just about physical protection. That did have to happen first, but the next step was important. They needed to get right with God. And so he gathers the people together and they're there and they're standing in the court of the temple and this is what they do. Nehemiah 9 verse 2, it says, they stood in their places, confessed their sins and the wickedness of their fathers. We have to confess what we've done and we have to confess what our family has done. But that's not the end of forgiveness. If our families have hurt us, we have to forgive them. And if we're the ones that have done something to hurt someone in our families, we have to go and we have to ask them to forgive us as well. We have to, we have to admit it, come out of a denial, we have to confess it, and engage forgiveness. And lastly, we have to do it differently. We have to do it differently. Last week, Evan, again, through the scripture, showed us that holiness is the only thing that can break the cycle of our past, right? We have to choose to live differently. Ephesians 4.24 says, put On the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness we have to choose we have to choose to take it off then we have to admit what's in here as ugly as it is and then we have to ask forgiveness for ourselves and for our families, for making people feel insignificant. (sighs) For using alcohol and drugs to escape, for placing my worth in my accomplishments. For blaming others for my mistakes or trying to cover them up. For not using healthy ways to relax and not including my family. For abusing each other. For treating people less than what they really are. For not handling conflict well. For not providing for the needs of my family and others. For not putting God first where he belongs. then we got to do it differently, right? we got to be patient. Can't avoid that conflict. We've got to talk it out, work it out. Find healthy ways to relax. Have a good work and fun, leisure, balance. Sabbath. Stop taking advantage of other people, Hmm, especially when it fulfills my needs. <sighs> Tell and show my family that I love them. <sighs> Find my rest and my peace in God and God alone. put God first, make him the center of every thought and everything that I do. That's a whole lot lighter. I can carry that bag. I could carry that bag for days and days. We gotta come out of denial. We have to admit it happened. We have to confess it and engage forgiveness. And we have to do it differently. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become Down to Earth people, following Jesus in Down to Earth ways.